0: Welcome to Profit and Prosper, a podcast for entrepreneurs who are ready to make some money while doing what they love. On this podcast, we're going to pull back the curtain and talk about all things business and money. But I promise you, this is not your typical boring numbers talk. I'm your host, Sarah Young, a CPA and CFO with over a decade of experience in finance, business and leadership. I'm going to share everything I've learned from helping my clients grow more profitable businesses and keep more of what they earn while growing my own successful business along the way. You'll feel empowered and confident that you too can grow your wealth, live a rich life and have an impact. Stick with me and you might even start to think that finance is fun. Let's dive in. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 74. And apparently, my brain really likes to think in terms of series. So I'm starting a new series today that I'm going to call the Millionaire CEO series. I'm expecting that I'm going to have four episodes. At least I currently have four episodes mapped out. I might go longer because I have a lot of things to say, y'all. But in this series, what we're going to talk about is What does it mean to be a millionaire CEO and how you can become one? Today's topic is what is wealth? So I want to talk about what wealth actually is, both in terms of tactical stuff and what would be in a wealth portfolio and also in terms of some mindset stuff. Before we jump into this episode, though, I want to share a few things that I have going on. So you've heard me say on the podcast that I have officially separated out my kind of personal brand business, my teaching and mentoring business. I now have an actual website, y'all. I'm so proud of myself. It is at sarahhyung.com. So you can go check out everything that I have on offer over there at that website. And in terms of what I have going on, this is, of course, in addition to or separate from Young & Co, which is my CFO in tax business, that is still going strong. We're still taking on a lot of clients over there. Um, but in my the mentoring, teaching side of the house, I have a couple of fun things. I have spent the last month really diving into what I want these offers to be, what I want the services to be, and the programs that I have. That is part of why I had three interviews in a row. I kind of, on the podcast the last several weeks, I just wanted to kind of take a break Um, and be able to work on some things behind the scenes, but I have done that and I feel really good about it. So first up, I have a simple scaling VIP day. This is for you. If you are ready to scale your business up to 20 to 50 K months, we are going to workshop in my VIP day offers and pricing delivery model, your team structure. We're going to have a step-by-step action plan for the next 30, 60, 90 days for you to scale your business up. In addition to talking about sustainable systems and everything else you need to scale your business successfully. This also comes with 30 days of one-on-one support inside Telegram, which I'm now using instead of Voxer. It's like 10,000 times better, but it it comes with Telegram support as well. Separately from the VIP day, I have also opened up two private mentorship spaces. This is where we are going to work hand-in-hand on your business, on wealth, on embodying a millionaire. And so for either one of those, go check out my website. They're there. I have just limited spaces for the one-on-one support. Also, in two weeks from the time that this episode comes out, I am going to have a masterclass. I have not actually done a live masterclass since like May 2022. So it's past due. This is going to be $47 and the title of this is Potential. And what we're going to talk about is two strategies and a growth plan for you to leverage your business to become a millionaire. So I'm really excited for this. This is going to be August 10th. Um, Keep an eye out. If you're on my email list, I will send that information out first. And then the final thing I want to mention is that I have actually not been taking on any new millionaire CEO incubator clients for the last five or six months. And I have been revamping, working on how I want to shift that program because you've heard me launch the Six Figure Profit Blueprint. That is going to be my more traditional type group program. The Incubator, I am transitioning into a higher touch year long mastermind where we are going to also work on becoming a millionaire CEO. So I will be talking more about that in the coming weeks. Applications for the incubator are currently open. The deadline to apply for the fall 2023 cohort is September 10th. After you apply, you're going to have a one-on-one consult with me where we talk about what you need in your business and your personal life, and if this mastermind and program is going to be a good fit for you. So you can go check that out. Also on my website, sarahhyoungcom forward slash incubator. And I think that's it. I think that's it. That's like several things, I realize. But, you know, I've had a lot going on over here behind the scenes, and I'm really pumped. On to the episode. What is wealth? This is a word that people throw around on social media without actually knowing what it is and without actually investing, without actually doing things that make people wealthy. So let's talk about wealth. Wealth is as much a mindset as it is a dollar amount. So you can feel wealthy, you can feel like you are living a rich life without having a ton of money. You can also on the flip side have a ton of money and still feel poor. Wealth is as much a mindset as it is money in the bank that this is probably one of the most important things that you need to understand. Currently, my husband and I have a net worth of like $1.1 million. I have said in the past that my goal is to get to $4 million, eventually, about $4 million. And so I could tell myself, I'm not wealthy. I'm not a millionaire, right? I could downplay that because I'm not at my goal yet. Or this is what I actually do. On an almost daily basis, I literally ask myself, what would millionaire Sarah do in this moment? What would she be thinking? What would she say? How would she feel? What decisions would she make? How would she show up for herself and her team and her family in this moment? And over time, I have been practicing this for months. And I will tell you that over time, it has really helped me to enjoy, like to bring more joy and peace And fun and play into my life today that makes me feel like I'm actually enjoying my life. I'm doing a much better job. I won't say that I've like reached the end goal in terms of like mindset and energetics because it's a constant work in process. But I will tell you that compared to me from six and 12 months ago, I am doing a much, much better job of not deferring happiness, not constantly telling myself that after. This busy week, after this project, after this deadline, then I will finally take care of myself, then I will finally be present with my family, then I will finally start traveling, right? Because what I found was happening was I was constantly deferring things. I was constantly being busy and thinking about how my busyness was eventually going to lead me to success down the road, except what I failed to realize was that I was missing out on my life today. So wealth is a mindset. So ask yourself, what would millionaire you in this exact moment right here today, what would millionaire you be doing and thinking and saying and feeling and how can you start embodying that today? Because what happens if you're stuck in this busy mindset, you're gonna do the things to be actually wealthy and then you're not going to enjoy your life and you are still going to feel poor. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about tactics? What actually is wealth like in terms of what people traditionally think? Here's what I'll tell you. Wealth is not sales. God, the number of times that I I see people on social media like, oh, I'm going to finally hit seven figures in sales and now I'm a millionaire, right? Or like, I have done seven figures in sales a couple years in a row and now I'm a multi-millionaire. Like, wealth is not sales. Wealth, outside of the mindset stuff, is the value of what you have ownership of. So what I mean by that is you own assets that have value that you could go and sell to someone else that produce income for you. The ownership of those things is what gives you wealth. If all of your quote unquote wealth is tied up in your sales and your business, then you are never going to be free From your business because you're constantly going to be on the cash flow hamster wheel of needing to rely on the cash flow your business makes to live your life. Okay, so the goal is with wealth is to have enough in assets to where you can live your life, you can cover your spending and not have to work anymore. You can be work optional. And a lot of you tell me, oh, I don't ever want to retire. I love what I do. And I would say, okay, that's great. I also love what I do. I will probably keep doing some sort of work for most of my life. But what wealth is, is having the freedom and the options to look up one day and say, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to work today. Or I want to take three months off or whatever it is, right? Like that is wealth. Wealth is options and freedom. So wealth is not about sales, it's about the money that you have in investments. And so what that means is your business needs to generate the cash flow to not just pay your bills today, but to also allow you to invest into other things in addition to your business. So your business is a key part of your wealth portfolio, absolutely. But one important thing that you need to consider is diversification. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say this multiple times, and I'm going to keep driving the point home because it's so important. You cannot have all of your eggs in your business's basket, or you're going to be tied to your business forever and ever. And there's going to be a point, it may be when you're in your 40s or 50s, or maybe when you're in your 70s, I don't know. But there's going to be a point where you don't want to be tied to your business anymore, or you don't have the choice anymore, because you have health issues, or your family member has health issues, and you have to take time off. Okay, so what I want to talk about is what actually would go into a wealth portfolio. So when someone is wealthy, when someone is a millionaire, they have a portfolio of assets, that just means they own some things that have value. And they have value because they can either go sell them to someone else, like somebody else would give them money for that, and or they produce cash flow or another income stream so they have additional money hitting their bank account every month. So that is wealth. I believe that there is no one-size-fits-all investment mix, especially for business owners. I think that you see a lot of advice out there about Put your money into retirement accounts and index funds. And I don't disagree, but that is not the only path to wealth. And I find, especially with business owners, that once you start getting comfortable with investing, you get bored by putting all of your money into these really traditional things. And also, if you aren't careful, you're going to put all of your money into accounts that you don't have control of today. So like retirement accounts, for example, I would say you don't actually have control of that money because if you take it out before you're 60 or 59 and a half, whatever the deadline is, if you take it out before you're 60, you're going to incur taxes and penalties. And like what that is, is Uncle Sam telling you what you can and can't do with your money. Right. So we need to have a mix and it is not a one size fits all mix. So I'm going to give you some ideas of what might go into a wealth portfolio for you. But ultimately, I think what you put in there is up to you to decide and understand that you can absolutely have a financial advisor, like walk you through what would an ideal mix would be. I think it's great to have a financial plan. But I also will caveat that many, many financial planners don't advocate for alternative investments. So you heard in last week's podcast episode, um, we did a whole episode with Andrea and Rachel of Good Good Investing, and we talked about alternative investments. And I have had multiple times clients have financial planners who basically said anything outside of retirement accounts and brokerage accounts and life insurance, if their advisor was at a life insurance company, that they strongly discourage those and they bring up all of the kinds of all these investments. Except what I find is business owners like to dabble in different things once they get comfortable with investments, because you carry that entrepreneurial mindset over into different things. So I think it's great to have a mix of investments. And like I said, your mix is going to be dependent on you. I think a few things you need to consider is... What goes into your portfolio needs to be tax advantaged. Many investments are tax advantaged, but setting them up in a way that is tax advantaged is super important. I'm going to tell you from experience working with wealthy people, wealthy people know how to use the tax code to their advantage. And they do that and they do it legally, right? Because again, the IRS wants to tell you, wants to encourage you to do certain things with your money because it helps grow the economy. And that is investing in building businesses, right? All of those things are tax advantaged. So making sure that what you are investing in is tax advantaged. What you put in your wealth portfolio, though, honestly, we talk a lot or people talk a lot about like the amount of money that is invested, the total dollar amount of the assets you own. And what I think is actually more important is that you have the right amount of passive income being generated to pay your living expenses, so it's less about the money in the bank and more about the actual cash flow, meaning how much cash flow can you get off of that investment? So for example, if my living expenses are 10 a month, then what assets can I invest in that will give me $10,000 a month in cash flow every single month? That's the way that we want to think about investment. So we want to make sure that we are generating passive income because this is what allows you to become work optional. Passive income, y'all, is not a digital course. What I'm talking about in terms of passive income are things like dividends from stocks. You don't have to work for those. You just put your money in stocks and they give you dividends. Or rental income, slightly less passive than stocks, um, but still I would say much more passive than you working in your business. It could be other businesses you invest in, you know, getting profit share from there. It could be royalties from a book you write or courses you make. All of this is passive income, meaning you're gonna have this income coming in and it's independent of you working. Some other things to consider. Making sure that your investments fit your personal risk tolerance. So different investments have different levels of risk. The safest place for your money is going to be cash, because cash is not going to like lose its value when something happens in the economy, except for inflation. So there is actually some risk with cash if you know, and like in the last couple years, inflation has been high, which means cash loses its value quickly. But typically people view having cash as less risky than let's say investing in a business. Investing in a business is probably one of the most risky things that you could do. And so think about your risk tolerance. Typically, as you get older, your risk tolerance gets smaller because you need to be more secure in the amount of money that you have. But I would argue that having cash flow from things like real estate, in many cases, if you invest in the right real estate, it is as stable or even less risky than putting money into the wrong stock investments. Okay, so we want to consider your risk tolerance. How much risk are you willing to have when it comes to your investments? And then the last piece is making sure that what you invest in is in line with your personal values. So in the last couple of years, I've had a lot of people say like, what can I invest in if I don't want to be involved with oil and gas or if I don't want to be involved with like the Amazons of the world, if that those just aren't in line with my values? I would say, there's definitely ways that you can invest um, outside of buying stock in those specific types of companies. And so that's obviously a little bit more um, detailed than just investing into like an S&P 500 index fund, which is super easy, right? But there are ways that you can either look at stocks or look at other types of investments like real estate or businesses or whatever that line up with your personal values. And so I'm just seeing more and more people Wanting to factor that in as one piece of their portfolio. So, we talked about what wealth is, we talked about what wealth isn't. The last thing I'm going to share in this episode is a quick list of different things that might go into your portfolio that I'm just going to tell you just to get your brain going a little bit. Okay. So, here's different things. Number one, what's in your wealth portfolio? We need to make sure you have the right amount of cash on hand. Cash absolutely counts as your net worth, but we don't want to have too much cash because that means you're not investing. You're not getting a good return. You're going to be like in the last couple of years, if inflation were to continue to be high, your cash is going to lose value. So having enough cash on hand to cover emergencies and then also making sure like, you know, if you need cash in the next two months and all of your money is tied up in stocks, then you're going to have to sell stocks. At whatever price it is that day, you might end up having to take a loss just because you need cash. So, we need to make sure you have enough cash, like a good balance. And I've talked about the amount we need in another episode, so I won't go into it here. We wanna strategically use debt in, as part of our wealth portfolio. Not that debt adds to your wealth portfolio, because obviously debt is a negative on your net worth. But another thing I'll tell you is that wealthy people know how to use debt. And so they're not using debt to just plug the gaps in their cash flow needs for their business because their business isn't profitable. They're thinking about, how can I go get a loan for 6%, 7%, even 10% now? The rates are pretty high as I record this today. How can I go get a loan for that and make even more than 10% with that money? They're thinking about, how can I use that money to make more money? They're not thinking about, how can I get this money to go spend? so strategically using debt. The third thing that we want to consider in your wealth portfolio is your business. Having a business that has a value that you can exit one day or retire in your business. This these are things I'm going to talk about in my masterclass in a couple of weeks, okay? What I want you to consider is how can you structure your business in a way so that it has value so that somebody would pay you money to buy your business from you. Or On the other hand, do what I would call retiring in your business and structure it so that you can, you know, step back and not be running it, not even be the CEO to hire somebody else to be the CEO, but still have profit that you collect. So your business has value. If you structure it the right way, the more that you are in your business, the less value your business is going to have and vice versa. Now, what else is in your wealth portfolio? Good old fashioned retirement accounts right? I'm not going to forget about these. Brokerage accounts too also count. Residential and or commercial real estate. So when people talk about real estate, I think so many people talk about Airbnbs or think about Airbnbs. But in my opinion, you guys, I have seen some business deals where the owner of the business or the seller has the real estate and the real estate is worth as much or more than the business commercial real estate can be a great investment. Buying or investing in businesses, like my husband and I are doing, we are buying a business that we are going to spruce up. We are gonna you know, do some marketing. We're gonna um, grow that business that we buy to add value to it. And that's a huge part of our personal wealth strategy. You could look at things like venture capital, private equity, or angel investing. This would be like where you put your money in with other people that then gets invested or loaned to businesses. You would also wanna factor in trust funds for your kids, right? When we think about wealth, a lot of people will think about their kids as one of their primary considerations in building wealth, which is great, but we need to go beyond just thinking about putting money into 529s. I wanna think about how are you, or are you even going to leave an inheritance for your kids and how are you gonna transfer that to them? Non-sketchy life insurance products need to be part of your wealth portfolio. There's a lot of sketchy ones out there, but having the right life insurance is important. I am not a life insurance expert, and this is something that I work with other people on, and I will have to have another episode about this one day, but factoring life insurance into your wealth portfolio is definitely important, and there's different ways to do it. Then other things, like I've had clients reaching out to me lately asking about investing in solar projects or green energy because there's great tax credits for those right now. And yes, this counts because there are projects out there where you put your money in and you're going to get cash flow back from the people who are basically renting the solar panels from you. As part of the project, you would be like one of many investors in the way that I've seen these, these deals structured. Or some people even look into things like art jewelry, cars, wine, like things that have a high value, where they're going to collect these things. These are like very non traditional things. But you know, starting an art collection, right? Like if you buy the right art, it can definitely increase in value over time. So that is just I brain dumped the other day, I brain dumped a list of what would be in a wealth portfolio from things that I have seen clients have and things that I have in mine, And The thing I want you to understand is that you don't have to have all of these in your portfolio. It's just about choosing the ones that, like I said, give you passive income so that you can become work optional, that fit in with your risk tolerance, and are in line with your personal values, and also, of course, are tax-advantaged. So that's it for episode one of the Millionaire CEO series. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so that you can get the rest of the series over the coming weeks as the episodes come out. And make sure you keep an eye on your email if you're on my email list or my Instagram. I'll also probably talk about it in the podcast, Um, but keep an eye out for my masterclass that is going to be on August the 10th. So make sure you can sign up for that if you are interested in becoming a millionaire CEO and thinking about the things that you need to implement today to set yourself up to get there. So that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope I got your brain turning about what actually is wealth and what would millionaire you do? What would millionaire you put in your wealth portfolio? These are the things that we need to start thinking about. So that's it for this week and I will see you back here next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Now, I want you to go take some action. What's one thing you can do this week to create more profit in your business? Send me a DM on Instagram at CFO and share your action item with me. If you have a question or topic you'd like me to dive into, or if you're feeling empowered about taking charge of your finances, let's continue the conversation. Go to profitandprosper.co to submit a question or topic for me to talk about on the show. And because we all profit and prosper better with friends, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe wherever you listen, and share the episode. Make sure you tag me at Youngco CFO on Instagram so I can give you some love, and I'll see you in the next episode.